Hey, how are you, Mark? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having Fancy me. Fancy bumping into you here. I know, in the Climb Online offices. <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine me being here? Well, thank you so much for giving up your time today. Thank you. This is going to be pretty chill. I've got some questions I posted this morning on social media asking what people would like to ask you. So maybe if we start with what other people have to ask you. Amazing. You cool with that? Let's, let's start with whatever they want to hear. Can I just say as well that this office is so cool. They actually have a football table. Foosball. Foosball. Table. I don't even know if it works. Table. We have an Xbox or a oh. PlayStation over there. Oh my god, this We've is the place to work, guys. Seriously. And he's got this really cool tripod, and my little one's a bit flaky. <laughs> People are coming on now. Great. So, uh, we've got a question on LinkedIn. If you could, okay, so actually, yes. how about you intro yourself first? Because not. If you don't know who he is, then what have you been doing living under a rock? But, um, <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> what an introduction. But this is Mark Wright, 2014. Yes. Apprentice winner. Yes. Partners with Lord Sugar. Yes. Okay, tell us about you. So, uh, as you say, my name is Mark Wright. I'm not the one from The Only Ways Essex, <laughs> which people often get us confused with. Um, I am from Australia, as you can tell by my voice and many of my employees that work here. I came over here as a backpacker in 2012. Uh, I wanted to be backpacking. I wanted to be a tour guide around Europe. And uh, basically what ended up happening was uh, I got stuck here. Uh, my, my, one of my mates said, let's try out for The Apprentice, much like you yourself would have done. I went to the tryouts with my friend and it just one thing led to the next i kept getting through the next stage the next stage the next stage and i rang home and my parents thought i was going for a year and now it's been eight years oh so they're um, missing you they're missing me a lot oh. they're missing me a lot and uh, i miss them a lot yeah. but uh so i this is one we're in one of my five businesses i own five wow. companies today limited companies uh, uh lots in digital marketing a pr company um do some stuff in websites property and investment and uh love that but look it's going really well that program probably changed your life but yeah. uh, it did the same to me it's yeah. like just completely ever since the day i went on there to today has been yeah. life-changing oh my god so in property so you've got several businesses yes so i don't know if this is because i didn't get as far as you but i thought you had to focus just on your own business but you're okay to yeah. have other things going on that's well, cool initially uh, i focused for the first two years just on this business yeah and this is by all means my most successful this company is uh, an exceptional uh, place where almost 10 million pounds in turnover. Uh, we're nearly, we're just moving to an office with 63 staff in oh St. Paul's. Uh, we have offices in Manchester and Bristol and we're looking at opening abroad as well. So wow. Climb Online is doing very, very well. Yeah. Uh, it's, look, it's, I don't want to just paint a very rosy picture. As you know, running it's a business hard. is really hard. Yeah. The more customers that you have, the more staff that you have, the more supplies that you have, the mm. more stressful days you have. And, and not many people talk about this, but it never gets easier. No, it doesn't. No. Running a business is really tough, um, but you learn as you go along yeah. and you learn to deal with the pressure, you learn to deal with the stress. And when the, the problems just change, so you're learning how to deal with new problems all the time. So we're just being interrupted by Soraya because we're keeping it She's real on the here. iPad. She's on the iPad and Mark's Wi-Fi is not working yeah, for her. Yeah, we've got bad Wi-Fi here at our digital marketing agency. There you go. Go sit down. We're nearly done. We're nearly done. We're not nearly done. That's what you've got to tell kids. Um, oh, my God. That is amazing. So you were backpacking. Yep. How many years? Eight years later. Yep. £10 million pound company. Yep. Partners with Lord Sugar. Yep several other businesses, invested in property. So your family missed you, but 
ultimately, success is huge, right? Well, I think you, when the key to success is sacrifice. Um, here, come and we'll fix it for you. Come on. <laughs> Oh, this is real did life. Did you hear me? Did you hear me trying to mouth podcasting? I was trying folks. to mouth that to shh. Sh- this sh- is real life podcasting. This is it. So this podcast is keep it real with Khadija, and because we are going to be ultra real, I love how you were just real then about business. I don't know why it's not working actually. Um, in a second, you can have my phone. Why don't you go in my bag? I might have something in there. <laughs> I might have something in there. Makeup, nail varnish, whatever you want. Take it, child. Love you, Snow. Um, yeah. So coming back to that, I think that to be successful in any area in your life you need to sacrifice yeah right? if you want a good body your sacrifices is time in the gym if you want a good family your sacrifices is time with yeah, your children if you want a good business your sacrifice is time mm. and being away from your family and I've been on the other side of the world away from my family away yeah. from my friends I've missed so many things in Australia but I have an amazing company, amazing employees, amazing customers to show for it. And loads of money to buy great presents. Oh, well, listen, <laughs> money, the only thing. money is, uh, when you start out, money's really important. And uh, as you get into this, you realize that money's pretty easy to make. I know. And it's not important. Do you know, it's so weird. I don't know if with you, but before The Apprentice, you know, I started my business, a cleaner business with 20 pound. And this one here was six months old. And I used to take her in a three-door polo and I got a Hetty Hoover on Littlewoods, pay monthly because I couldn't afford it. And I used to drive around and I put leaflets out and whatever. And when I applied for The Apprentice, I had 34 members of staff, but I wasn't really paying myself. Since The Apprentice, Money comes in like abundance more. And I don't know if it's like law of attraction. I don't know if you believe in that stuff or the secret or whatever. But a millionaire, multi-millionaire property investor said to me once, Khadija, money's just a commodity. Yeah. Like it's literally just a commodity. And I was like, huh? You would say that because you've got loads of it. But it's true. I think once your mindset changes and you look at money differently, then all of a sudden things, your life is different. Definitely. You said something really important there. You said since you went on The Apprentice, money comes to you. Money follows attention. We got a lot of attention by being on BBC One every week for so many weeks with millions of people watching. The more attention you get, Mm. the more money you can make. Now, I own a company which helps other people get attention that don't have The Apprentice. If you're looking, people listening to this, people watching us on here, if you want money, and you're not got any right now, you haven't got enough attention. Yes, I love that. Go and get more attention. Start a podcast like you're doing. Write a book. Go and speak on stage. Go on a TV show. Go on a radio show. And watch how many new customers and opportunities you get. Oh, my God. I'm just moving my chair out because I realize I've got my back to the audience. (laughs) You're not supposed to do that and, like, speak a training out. Um, No, that is so true. Attention. And I think credibility. Because once you're out there more, you've got more testimonials. Once you have more testimonials, more people. The first thing I do, whenever I go anywhere is TripAdvisor yep. or Trustpilot. Yep. So you're right. Digital marketing and social media and things is so important yep. because I say this to my mentees, there is no point having a great product if no one knows about it. Exactly. So who are you selling to? So think about it like this. McDonald's is not the best hamburger. No. But it's the most well-known. I know. So they get the most sales. Yeah. You don't, yes, having a good product is really important, but it doesn't need to be the best. You need to be the most well-known. Yeah. And people often get so confused. I 
iPhone that we both have right now yeah. is not the best phone. No. They're the best known product. Phone, yeah. And it, it comes back to these guys are still, McDonald's still advertise more than anyone else. Yeah. They're still sponsoring movies, TV shows, sports, yeah. because you want to be the best known product. And I think a lot of people get twisted, worrying, about, um, you know, trying to be too small and contract, and uh, they're not getting in front of enough new people. Going on The Apprentice was the best PR move of my life. Same. Literally. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, we were just talking about my launch party, 1st of September. I'm not in your camera now. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, Mark can't make it, which is gutting. But I've got some really great entrepreneurs and celebrities attending. And had, would they have come if I was still little old Khadija from Peterborough with a small cleaner business? I don't know. Or hadn't put myself out there so much? Maybe if I'd invested a lot in marketing and digital marketing and people knowing, like, being an influencer. Yeah. But The Apprentice is a huge PR move. So if you get an opportunity to do something like that or to work with a great digital marketing company that can push you out there, yeah. 100% do it. A lot of startups don't want to invest in that, though. And that's why they stay small businesses yeah. for so long. Another thing you just really stumbled across is proximity to power. Once you get attention, you can start being close to powerful people. Lord Sugar's a powerful person. Yes. Uh, the people you've had on your podcast are powerful people. And once you associate with one, other powerful people want to associate so with you. And then you get more attention, yeah. more association, more attention, more opportunities. Yeah. And so many people are scared of getting out there and getting on a podcast. I well, the first podcast I've been on have 10 listeners, 20 listeners. Yeah. Now I'm on podcasts that have millions of listeners. Yeah. That's because I started on the one with 20 and people have got to go out and get a little bit of attention or start yeah. your own podcast. And then what happens, the guests that you get onto your podcast are better. The people that you get to your parties are bigger About, names. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you get more opportunities. Yeah. And uh, it's a really powerful tool once you figure it out. And when yeah. you do figure it out, anything's possible. Oh my God, it's, do you know what? It's so great when you're around like-minded people. Don't yeah. you find that? Uh, also, what about, so your circle? So before The Apprentice, my circle was people that weren't really like this. Yeah. Now I'm, sorry darling, that's a bit. <laughs> and now I'm surrounded by people that talk like this. Yeah. And I can have conversations like this naturally, but it's very difficult to have these conversations with people that I, I guess associated with prior to the show or prior to having a business. So do you find that the more successful you become, not that your circle completely change, changes, yeah. but you end up mixing with different people? Well, I'm a bit of the wrong audience. So I believe um, that you are the, the uh, you, you are a reflection of the five like, people you hang uh, around. Yes, I agree. Yeah. If you are hanging around with uh, people that swear a lot, you'll start swearing. You hang around with people covered in tattoos, it's only a matter of time before you have tattoos. Yeah. Successful people don't hang. They don't hang out. Don't hang. They're not down the pub belching and farting or swearing <laughs> or talking about their next tattoo. It's so They're true. hanging around like-minded people talking about success, talking about their goals, their visions yeah. and their dreams. No, I agree. Um, I agree. Or they're bringing their children with them because they're trying to manage being a mom cool. and business at the you same know, when time. When you said you were bringing your, your child with you, it's not like, oh, that's weird. It's like you're still you're, you're pushing to be successful. Yeah. The easiest thing for you to do is if you can't get childcare not to come. I know. And that's an excuse. And it's yeah. an acceptable excuse. Yeah. Well, actually, in this instance, I have childcare. I have an au pair. But okay. what I choose to do is to bring her with me because she came with the Katie Price uh, interview. She's been there since day one when we were out cleaning houses. She was watching CBBs in people's houses in Amazing. our car She's uh, helped me fill up bottles, haven't you, Soraya? We label bottles for Opal and Pearl products. <laughs> Don't you get that bronzer anywhere. <laughs> but I think it's so important for the next generation. So I do a lot of speaking in schools. What do you think about that? Like, do you, have you got... 
What's your main core purpose? You know, a lot of people's core purpose is to help a charity or they want to give money to this or whatever. What, what's the, your why, I guess, is what I'm asking. What's the reason for you wanting to be successful? I think my, where my skill set in life is I'm able to motivate people to achieve things that they didn't think they could do themselves. Mm. And I've been able to pull people in a direction that they never thought they'd be able to go before. Mm. Uh, this year, me and my companies, me personally and my companies have donated more to charity than we ever have in our history more in six months. Um, we've done a bigger event than we've ever done in our history. I was there. You were there. Climb online. Yeah. It was epic. <laughs> it it was, was epic. It, it was, was great. We, you know, when you start realizing what you can get out of yourself and others and get people all pulling in the same direction, anything is possible. Yeah. And it's pretty scary, actually, when you realize you can do basically whatever you want. I know. <laughs> I know. That freedom. I know. Because once upon a time, I was in a job about to go on maternity leave, wondering what I was going to do with myself. Now I'm like, yeah, we're just going to London today. We're going to do this. We're going to podcast. Isn't it a we're great feeling? We're going to Park Chinois. I mean, my five-year-old is going in like a five-star restaurant in Mayfair just to go and look at the venue for a launch party. She was in the TV studios, the ITV studios. You know, if I can do this for my children and the same likewise if you can do it for people that never thought that they had or could do that then yeah. I that's a great feeling amazing it's and better than money definitely and it's good for for your young one to be seeing opulence these nice hotels these successful people because you would much prefer that than the other side of life and then she will grow up hearing the things that we're talking about yeah uh, hearing how to be successful being surrounded by success yeah. uh, and motivation and hard work and good ethics. Now, that's a good thing. I know. And she will become a great human being. And then she can partner up with you mm -hmm. and you can both take over the exactly. world. Exactly. And I will be an old man by then. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we had some questions. Yes. Let's give me some questions. Um, on LinkedIn. So the first one is from... Ramiz Kaleem, yep. if you could focus your B2B digital marketing budget on one thing, SEO, Google AdWords, LinkedIn, etc., what would it be? Uh, SEO. So if I only had, to, if I could only select one area of digital marketing to start my investment, it would be with SEO. Mm. Uh, P PPC, pay-per-click, is very expensive. And what happens is it's very essential, but it's also very expensive. If you start with a PPC budget, you get select the wrong keywords, mm. whatever it might be, you can waste a lot of money very quickly. Mm. You need to use PPC as a supplement to what's already successful. I've seen a lot of companies go bankrupt because they've had a business strategy that's dependent on PPC. The price goes up, more competitors come in and they're out of the game. When you start with SEO and you get to the top of the search engine for good keywords, good traffic through to your, your nice website, you have a very reliable business. Google does update the algorithm, but if you do things ethically in the right way, you can have a very sustainable traffic flow to your website. Then when you add social media and you add PPC, your sales just fly yeah. up. So SEO. I would SEO, start with guys, SEO. guys, if you're not already investing in your SEO, you need to be. <laughs> was the, was the, the, do you know what? We had such a long, great conversation on the way up here about, so when I'm talking to Mike, you've just got to be quiet for a little bit. Yeah, mummy, I'll be great. I'll be good. It's funny. You must, because you're you, definitely a mum, because I can't even hear. You can't hear I the don't tap, even tap, hear the, 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 oh. the, the stuff going on. So <laughs> it shows you, I can just. Should we go to that fair after? <laughs> Should we go to the fair? Should we stop the tapping then? Um, and then my lovely assistant, Zoe, has written some questions down. So... Say you're back to eight years ago and you're backpacking. Mm. 
how do you know when you've got the right idea? So what advice can you give to people out there that are thinking, I don't want to work the nine till five grind anymore. Yeah. Um, I've got, I want to be in my own business. I want to be my own boss. How do you know when you've got the right idea? Or is there no such thing as the right idea? No, there is, there is such thing as the right thing for you. And if you're at work right now and you're looking at the clock to see what time it is to how long till you can go home, mm. you're in the wrong idea. You're in the wrong game. Most people are living quiet lives of desperation, waiting to retire or die. And it's because they've never discovered what's their true calling. Yeah. My true calling found me when I was working in a personal training college and I helped the guy get his website onto Google mm. and we we're getting $2,000 a month in sales. Then I got it ranking number one on Google for the word personal training course. Wow. And it went to $240,000 a month. Oh my goodness. And I was like, wow, yeah. this is my calling. I'm good at it. Yeah. I enjoy it yeah. and you can make a lot of money doing yeah. it. So it found me and mm. I, I was sucked. I was, a, I was a waiter, I was a bartender, I was a personal trainer, I was a car salesman. All before that, I hated all of them. Yeah. And I just thought I was someone who just was going to hate working. Yeah. I love working now, but it's because I found the right thing to do. And I encourage people that if you're sitting in your job right now and you're feeling like it's not the right thing, it probably isn't. Yeah. And you're best to continue looking and trying new things until you find the right thing because life's a pretty short experience. Mm -hmm. Like you with your cleaning business, you, sometimes you just got to get up and say, I don't want to do this anymore. That's what I was going to come on to. And that's okay too. There's a lot, I have a lot of people say to me after the show, I can't believe you're closing the cleaner business. Why? You were in the interviews. Everyone knows you was the cleaning girl. I've got a big picture on uh, the You're Fired show of me like in cleaning gear and it's in a bit, um, it's, it's like an oil painting. I'll send you a picture. It's really cool. I know that. I yeah. know that everyone knows me as the cleaning girl, but that's fine. You know, I've still got products and things, but you have to do what feels right, right in your core. Yeah. And it did not feel right to me. Also, we have a lot more time with Lord Sugar than you see on TV, right? And there were lots of things that he said about my business model that were going to be difficult. Small margins, lots of people, da, da, da. You would be stupid not to take the advice of a billionaire when coming out and rethinking about life, there's things that I've learned now. So why carry on, what's it called, slogging a dead horse? Yeah. Like, why would I keep doing that yeah. when there's other things that can, you know, make me more wealthy? It's and, no good and being happier. the cleaning girl if you don't want to be the cleaning girl. I know. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I've seen people that uh, go into less good businesses less you know margin whatever it might be and do better because it's their right thing that they should be doing they're calling and uh, so many people do things because of peer pressure society pressure family pressure and it's the wrong thing to do and it's really important to do what you want to do within yourself because yeah, only I you agree. can advise yourself on what feels right in here mm. and what feels right is always the best thing yeah no I completely agree and I'm so glad you said that because you do feel like there was an element of me that felt like I was failing because I'd built something up and then all of a sudden I didn't want to do it anymore. But I'm so much happier now and I'm wealthier now yeah. and healthier now. So it's better. So right, come sit here with us. That's, that, that's all that matters. And uh, anyone who advises you, I, and I, what I encourage people to do is never to take advice from people that are less successful than them. Yeah. So many people will want to give you financial advice that are broke. I know. Which is crazy to me. I know, it's me. so mental. Uh, people try to give me advice on speaking that have never spoke uh -oh. on a stage. People like giving advice and being experts on things they don't know anything Doesn't about. Doesn't it get on your nerves? And it really upsets me. So we have a rule here. We only go and see speakers that are uh, running businesses that are bigger than our business that are more oh, successful. That's a good shot. Uh, 
And we only read books from people that are more successful or experts in that field. Mm. And so many people are false prophets. They don't, they're not experts on what they're talking about. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people, I think, fail is because they take advice from people that shouldn't be giving advice. Yeah. Or what about, okay, so this is called Keep It Real with Khadija. Yes. And that's because no matter how hard I try, I can't mince my words. <laughs> and even on the show, that's what I was known for. I'm just straight up, even with the kids. So... Do you find that in business, because I've found it, there's a lot of people that talk a lot of rubbish. I'm keeping it very PC, usually I have a few. But there's a lot of people that talk a lot of rubbish and they're not real and they're not authentic. And I hear the phrase six figures flying around, seven figures flying around, this, that and the other. And sometimes I just think, what a bunch of phonies. And I'm just a bit over it. I just want people to be real like you were initially, a few minutes into the conversation, you're real about struggles. You're real about what's happened, you know? and that you've been away from your family, so success is great, but you've, you've got this absence, that you, things you've missed out on. That's real and authentic. There's a lot of people that are not real. How do you cope with that? Because I can't help, I can't bite my tongue. Uh, there's, there's an amazing tool called Company's House. And <laughs> it, um, you search them. And uh, what I have found kills people uh, is Company's House, because mm. you can't hide I your do. numbers. Yeah, true. And these people profess to be multimillionaires and billionaires and running these huge organizations. And then they've got no office and they have no staff and they have no turnover and they're not successful. And it really f- makes me angry. Me like, too. You come in here today to my office, one of my offices, yeah. and there's people everywhere. And there's like, it's a real situation. It's, yeah, it's and a am I a successful guy? I'm on the start of my journey. I love and that. I think the key is to always be honest with where you are because our audiences can call BS. They can call they it. They smell it they from a mile away. away. Yeah. If I sit here and tell you that I'm the biggest billionaire since sliced bread and all of this stuff, I would lose my audience. I think being authentic and real is anyone's key to success. And I always tell you about the successes we have, but I always caveat it with the problems that we've had. And because I think so many people see these videos on YouTube with people sitting in a villa Mm. in Malaysia and they're saying, I'm a multimillionaire. I work two hours a week (laughs) and it's all amazing. And people then when they go to their normal job, that's really hard, they get depressed because it's not like the guy in the villa. He told me entrepreneurship was like that. Entrepreneurship is hard. Hard lonely often lonely because no matter how many employees you've got I mean in your instance you've had a business partner I didn't so I was doing it all on my own and there's you know when you don't know anything (laughs) okay one second bringing your kids to work is so much fun guys is this screen okay how are we going we got some questions on that Mark you were great on the show good luck for the future from all at Jade Rose Group Thank you. I appreciate it. Reach out and follow Mark's pages. Hey, guys, just so you can hear me, I'm going to come right here because I know that it's probably tough. How are we going? Can anyone, can you guys hear me okay? Um, Can you read these questions? There we go. How are we doing? How are we doing, guys? Good to see you all. Thank you for coming on. Hi. Appreciate it. If you guys have got any questions and you'd like to ask me now in the middle of the interview here, please come in and ask. Yes. You should Ask be at work, anything. but you should also be. But you're your to own me. boss, so you can do what you like, uh, when you like, how you like. Have you played the yes no game before? No, I've never played it. So what's the yes no okay, game? Okay, so basically, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, yep. and you can't say yes and you can't say no. Okay. 
I mean, usually I do it at the end, but I feel like should we just try? Let's it? try it. I mean, you've you've talked a good game, so let's see. Let's, <laughs> let's do see it. if we could do it. Are you ready? This is going to be funny. The so yes, Mark's no not again. allowed. Soraya, you're the judge, okay? You tell us. Soraya's here with us. So Soraya, you tell us if he wins or if he loses, okay? If he says yes or if he says no, he loses. And if he takes too long to answer, he also loses, okay? She looks as confused as me. <laughs> just don't say yes and don't say no. <laughs> okay, got it? Okay, got it. Got okay. it. Got it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most people say yes. Oh, I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't fail. Okay. Right. You ready? Are oh, you shy? Okay. I'll be the judge. Okay. Are you a good singer? I am an okay singer. Do you like country music? I can't stand it. Do you know how to spell necessary? N-E. Too hard for me. <laughs> Do you take the shampoo and conditioners out of hotels? I don't need to because my hair's perfect. Do you ever count your steps when you walk? Absolutely. Ever got a speeder ticket? I sometimes drive too fast. Ever got a parking ticket? I would never do such a thing. Can I'm you very curl cautious. your tongue? Can I curl my tongue? That is an interesting question, but I can't. Ever borrowed something and not returned it? From my friend Mike, I once borrowed something and didn't return it. Ever clicked to agree to terms and conditions and not read them? I never read terms and conditions. They're too long. You <laughs> <laughs> did it! High five! High five! <laughs> I was trying to what speak a, fast. It's actually really quite a, a tough, it's, it's harder than it looks. I think maybe, you know, if I was being deadly serious and aggressive like The Apprentice, I would have deducted points for repeating the question. That was a term and condition. But uh, <laughs> that is something that I learned from The Apprentice is you just put the question back and it gives you time to yeah, think. Yeah, that's true. You did well. Very Thank good. You. And I gave you more than I give most guests. There you go. They usually get four or five. Well, I'm better than there. most of your guests. As, as my guys know, I'm one of the most Watch talented. The entrepreneurs in the world. I would not fail at such and a And so game. humble. And very humble. And so humble with very great humble. hair, as he confessed. Okay, what else have we got here? What are these people asking? I do makeup, teach mentor and nails. Is it okay to do all three? She's a single mum. She's a single mum that t teaches, mentors and does nails. Makeup and nails. Makeup yeah. and nails. I think, you know, you need to do whatever feels right for you. No one can tell you what's too much for you to take on. Some people work the best when they're flat out. Yeah. I know some people that just have one job and they're, they're lazy with it. And then some people take on nails, makeup and mentoring and mm. become a superhuman. And True. they always say, give, give a hard task to the busiest person. Yes. And the reason you do that is someone who's busy is used to performing under pressure yeah. and to deadlines and performing well. Uh, you never give a task to a, to a, a, a lazy or a, someone with not slow much paced. on, a slow per yeah. paced person. So, yeah. I think the answer to your question is only really you know. If you're you enjoying know. being a mentor, you're enjoying doing nails and makeup, sounds like a bit of an odd combination, really. But um, it Maybe might be the right one. Maybe she's mentoring on nails and makeup. Exactly. Who I, knows? I hope yeah. so. Don't try and mentor people on things that you don't know the anything about. Yeah, yeah. Because there's different guidance in the entrepreneurial space. I think some people say focus on one thing until successful, yep. and other people say multiple streams of income is where it's at. Yep. So it's confusing, I guess, for people that are new into business. Do I have to keep focusing on this one business, or can I have three or four things running at the same time, but are any of them going to be as successful? You know? I've bounced this idea around a lot, and I think the key really is 
when you get started, Andrew Carnegie, who's my business hero, said, when you get started in business, you put all your eggs in one basket and you watch the basket. Mm. And it's very true. When you start one business, you watch that one business for one to two years very closely. Yeah. Then you move. Then you can diversify your portfolio. But I think when yeah. you start a business, you need to watch that one business really closely mm. early on. And uh, where you see a lot of businesses fail is they start and they don't get enough attention in that infancy when mm. the infrastructure phase and they fail and so that's the most important thing yeah I agree and again whatever feels right to you right I've got some more questions what was your biggest aha moment my biggest aha moment when he said you're hired um (laughs) he the uh, Mr Lord Sugar my biggest aha moment was when I realized I think I was going to be in advertising, when I realized I was going to be in this sector. Mm. Uh, Someone described to me how the process of SEO works and how how it can get results. And I remember it was like, honestly, like a light bulb going off because I got it. And I think that um, that was probably the biggest moment where it really hit me in the head that I knew what I was going to be doing. And I think that if you haven't had that feeling of, bang, wow, that's what I need to be doing. You're not in the right sector. And that yeah. that was as big for me as winning The Apprentice. Wow. So when you knew that was the thing for you? When I knew this was the sector I was going to work in. And you're smashing it. You're smashing it. Okay. One How long did one of uh, my my security guard, Caesar's on here. Yeah. How are you, Caesar? Lovely to see you, my boy. Um, he, he's asked, how long does it take for people to get to the first page of Google? And this is a question I get all the time. Google is a funny one because they change the rules on average every 17 and a half hours. But if you know what you're doing, like I do, and most people uh, with any innate intelligence in uh, looking things up, you can get to the front of Google uh, within three months, generally, with a, uh, with, with, it depends how broad the keyword is, but if you've got a good website, good content within the, the page, um, and, and it's all structured the right way, you can get to the first page in, in three months. I, I advise most of my clients to take six to 12 for a broad set of keywords words but one keyword you can do it in three months okay oh Neville Whitesword so Mark uh, Neville I was telling Mark about you earlier so Neville uh, started kitty care have you heard of kitty care I have so heard like of mother it, yeah. care. Um, he started it he's from March near me and he started kitty care in his back garden in a shed I believe Neville is that right anyway sold to Morrison's for 70 million pounds and now invests in property but you know another example of a great entrepreneur I'm so blessed to be around these people hey it's a round um, video <laughs> hello Neville how are you lovely to meet you via uh Live. Yeah, well, we'll have to get some more entrepreneurs. I mean, you're, are you doing another Climb Online next year? I'm doing. I've got ClimbCon 2, which is uh, <gasps> oh, going to... ClimbCon. ClimbCon 2 Con. next year, which is going to be amazing. Um, we've already... We're partially sold out one section for ClimbCon, oh. and we haven't even released one speaker yet. And can I put my name down? Of course you can. Of I'm course not missing out. No, I was a, like, thank you. I was hustling with Joseph, like, get me in, <laughs> We'd sold out when yeah. you wanted a ticket, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I know, I should have done it before. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so two more questions. Hmm. Okay, this is a good question because not everyone is entrepreneurial minded. Some people are happy with the nine to five and stability. What do you look for in an employee? Uh, I look for in an employee, the main thing I look for is uh, are they coachable? Mm. 
So I've hired multiple people from all around the country. I'll give you an idea of some of the people I've hired. One of my most successful hires recently was the girl that worked at my gym at Fitness First here in Holborn. I noticed that when she checked people in, she would always remember something about them from a previous visit. So she'd say, hello, Mark, how are you? How was work today? And she would remember my name, where I worked, who I worked with, something that had happened in a previous visit. But she remembered that for every member. I hired her. She's now one of my top um, uh, employees. How do you go about that? Because I've had I've been in restaurants of people who are amazing, and I want to slip them a business card and go, "Give me a call." I, I, pitch, you do it. I pitch it to them right yeah. there and then. I say, "Listen, you know, you're better than working here at Fitness First. Yeah. You could come and work for me." Yeah. And I literally pitch them because she I, she's here now. Oh my god, I'm going to yeah. meet her after. So that is amazing. The another guy was the uh, my green grocer at Waitrose. Uh, I hired him, Joseph, who you met. He came to a meetup. Yeah, um, good people are everywhere. And when you come across a good person, don't let the opportunity no. pass you up. Okay, Make sure they come and work for you. Oh my God, what a great bit of advice because I almost, I get a bit shy or I feel like, um, what's it? Treading on their toes or doing something wrong. Listen, or it's, it's not wrong to offer someone their, an opportunity. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not saying, so what if I go upstairs now and say, hi everyone, I've got a great opportunity. <laughs> come and work with Khadija. Do it because if I'm not treating my people right, I deserve to lose oh, them. Oh, I love that. I'm not going to do it, by the way. I've employed people. I'm all right on my own for a bit. Um, okay. And if you're watching this and you want to come work for me, come and work for me because I want everyone here. Oh, my God. Yes. And where are your offices? So you've got London. London, Manchester, Bristol. Love that. I also love the way you say Manchester. Manchester. You say it, I guess. Um, it's my Australian yeah, accent. Like... Manchester. <laughs> Lovely. I pronounce okay. the man because I'm a man. Uh, thank you, lovely. Just turn the screen around if able to, but not a big deal. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to get the progressive editing team to do all of this for me because they know what they're doing. Someone's still in there. Okay, just wait two minutes. Um, okay, final question. If you had one piece of advice to someone starting out, what would it be? To someone starting out is uh, do your research on your sector and put together a plan. I always thought before I went on to The Apprentice, I didn't need a business plan. I thought I could just kind of fly by the seam of my pants. Yeah. And one good thing, I mean, The Apprentice has given me a lot, but one of the best things it taught me was you need a good plan. You need a good business plan. And I had a good one for this place, uh, which I used on The Apprentice, but most companies in this country are starting over-financed yeah. or under-financed. Yeah, when like, I was under, there I you had go. 20 pounds. Well, pounds. that's that's yeah. crazy. Literally 20 pounds I started my business with. Yeah, so you would, so they're under-financed or over-financed. Yep. Sorry, carry on. So I would do the research and understand my sector, yeah. make sure this is something that I've worked in before. Yeah. I understand the market, I understand the competition, and I have employed the right people. Yeah. Where I've failed before is going into a business without a business plan, yeah. not enough money, mm. and hiring cheap, not having the right employees. Yes. My mum has always said, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. And so many people try and avoid this. They think that they'll find someone good cheap. Anyone that's on 18,000, is probably not a good employee. Someone on 80,000 is a good employee because they've deserved and shown a path to be Works getting that 80,000. Yeah, for sure. And it's not an, a an employee is not a cost. Mm -hmm. An employee is a benefit. A benefit to your business. They are marketing billboards and one bad employee on 18,000 can do much more damage financially oh, than hiring yeah, someone on 60 Maybe we could get your slides that you're just go and check the door, please. Look, everyone can see you here. Any advice for Surveyor if she's being whingy, people? A little bit of mum help here. 
We had a full conversation on Marks as well. If any of you have children, you can relate. We had a lovely conversation for a two and a half hour journey about how mummy just needed to speak to Mark and she was going to be really good and then she could come to London again with us. And I don't know if this is happening. You're not usually a good girl, but... Okay, we're coming, we're coming. And we've got donuts that we forgot to bring in. We'll bring the donuts back. Um, So to finish off then, this is another question I usually ask at the beginning. If you could be an animal, yes. What animal? This is, guys. If you know what animal, I think she's asked me if Has I could. Be, this if I could be an animal, what animal I would be? If can you use your you emojis think? in in this live and just put what animal you think I would be? If are you going to be a lion? Are you going to say lion? No way. Everybody says. Does everyone say lion? Yeah, everyone says lion. Okay, so my animal. There we go. First, there you go. Eagle. Ah, uh, I've had eagle as well. You need a okay, new animal. Okay, so, well, no. I, if you go into my office. <laughs> I got eagles everywhere. Okay, fine. You everywhere. So my animal isn't. Look, there we go. They're all coming eagle. in. Eagles. Oh, he's an eagle. And eagle. why are you an eagle? Oh, so, someone's put a fox. Frog, yeah. <laughs> uh, snail. E- <laughs> Uh, Joseph D. Bernardo Eagle. Um, so eagles fly alone, and to be successful, mm. you need to have a smaller group than you you understand that you need. Most people have too many people in their life that are negative influences. I agree. You need a tight circle of people mm. that really understand your vision. You understand theirs, and you work together. Yeah. Eagles are powerful because they fly on their own. They fly above everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and they're killers. They know what they want. Well, so I've had you, Rob Moore and Mobros, all three of you are eagles. So it's Battle of the Eagles. I need to get the three eagles on a podcast. There you go. A Battle of the Eagles. I will eat their you lunch. You heard it. Eagles fly along. And if you... If you but don't they poo on people's heads? No, that's pigeons. That's exactly what I do as well. Um, but if you... if um, I'm, It's my 30th birthday this month. And, oh, uh, I'm 30 in October. Well, there you go. Wow. And uh, my mum was sending through photos of me because we're making a slideshow for my birthday. Oh. And my first... 14 cakes from naught to 14 were eagles. Wow, you really are. I'm an eagle man. I mean, man. of all the eagle entrepreneurs, I think Mark's taken eagle exactly. way. Exactly. Look, you eagles fly eagle. alone, eagles fly alone. That, uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> eagles. Eagle, he's eagle. Well, thank you so much. Audience, I'm sorry that I couldn't get through all of your questions, but actually, maybe if I can send them over to Mark, you can contact Climb Online. Look, here's Climb Online. If you need any help with digital marketing, uh, with online SEO, Google Ads, if you need a child, age five, fairly well behaved. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first podcast I've done with a child child in the room. It's it's only affecting you. I don't, I I don't uh, notice. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. Come and say bye to everyone. She brought me donuts. So I was happy. We bought donuts, but we left them in the car. So unorganized. Say bye to everyone. Wave bye. Bye. Do you want to say bye, Max? Say bye. Bye. Oh, she's got to (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you. Bye, everyone.